Let's just jump right into it. We got word late last night. There's a new model already for the college football playoff. Right now in 2024 and 2025, just to reset the uh, the landscape for you, there, the CFP is going to a 12-team field, right? Automatic qualifiers for the five highest-ranked conference champions, and then we have seven at-large spots. That takes care of itself through the end of the CFP current media deal. We're talking about TV dollars, folks, so this is why we're talking about change. There is a format that is coming, and decisions are supposed to be made by next month. Sometime next month. Again, it's the leap day. I get it. It's February 29th. Tomorrow's March 1st. See you next month. You're going to hear that a lot at the end of work today. In March, the commissioners are supposed to be talking about changing the model. The model that's getting the biggest push right now is a 14-team field. Okay, college football. Follow along, folks. Big 10 and SEC, three automatic qualifiers. ACC and the Big 12 would get two each, and then the so-called group of five best team gets a qualifier, and then three at-large spots. This feels like a little bit of a power play, clearly. The Big Ten and the SEC had a little bit of, little bit, probably had a couple of talks behind closed doors in different rooms saying, you know what, we got a lot of teams between the two of us now. We could probably just do our own thing. <coughs> And split away, take all our money, and just play each other. And everyone else is like, oh, wait a second now. We can, we, can, we can all come together, and ACC and Big 12 go and listen. We'll slide in and go, we'll just take two apiece. So it's like, it's like picking a team for dodgeball, right? When you were a kid, you picked the, the, the athletes. You knew your buddies and whatnot. Usually they went first. And then the awkward uh, kids that didn't quite emerge as athletes were usually picked later on. That's just the way it was. It wasn't fair. It wasn't supposed to be fair when you're seven and eight years old. That's just how you picked. You picked your buddies, and you picked the kid that you knew could score 16 hits in that game because he was a foot taller than everybody else. Sorry, that's how it works. The cheetahs, right? The cheetahs in the savannah. How this kind of hoses, I think, Carolina's teams that are a group of five. So the ACC is going, listen, we're good. We're good with the two. It's better than the one. We're going to guarantee two. It does, however, diminish the conference championship. In those two, it doesn't diminish them in the Big Ten and SEC. Why? Because you still have the top two teams playing because you've got that third qualifier. No matter what, they slide in. They're in automatically. The ACC and Big 12, those conference championships now become much more diminished to where you really don't need them. You're just talking about regular season titles. You want to avoid any sort of craziness at the end where you've got a bunch of one-win teams and whatnot because then you can go to -to head-to-heads and you can go to like winning percentage and, and things like that that make it available. Where this messes with the smaller teams, especially how the ACC gets two here in Carolina, and I'll take App State as an example. App State being a group of five teams. So App State's got to win to get in. But the ACC, now that the conference championship has been diminished to just essentially a just kind of exhibition game, because if I know I'm undefeated and I've got the bid, why am I going to run anybody out there that's going to be hurt, that could get hurt? So I'm not playing that. So the ACC, in my expectation, or at least this would make complete sense, at least to me, 
goes, we're going to get rid of the championship game and we're going to play exclusively conference opponents. We're just going to beat up each other because we're getting two in no matter where they're at. We take that conference championship out. But what that means is a f- one less game or two fewer games or whatnot, however you say it, less or fewer, I believe it's fewer, proper English folks, that I don't get the play day game. The play day game with a North Carolina. The play day game with an Ole Miss, which Wake has this year. Those play day games don't come in, especially for the smaller schools. Let's set Wake aside because in the ACC. But App State, not in a power conference, so-called power conference. Those play day games become fewer and fewer. And by 2026, you're going to see this amazing amount. Mark my words. 2026, a lot of these non-conference deals are going to get torn up immediately hmm. because they're going to pay out 500 grand, 600 grand, whatever it is. So here's how you fix it, at least here in Carolina, if they don't go to a full kind of, we're going to play just a conference schedule to get in, which again, for the ACC makes complete sense. Why play anybody outside? Let's just compete amongst ourselves. The best two make it, right? Mano a mano, pistols, pistols at high noon in the town square. We're just all going to go for it. But here's how you fix it. I'm not going to mandate it, but you come out as a good steward of college football in this region. You say, we are going to make sure we play something called the Carolina Classic. And we make sure that Charlotte, that ECU, that App, all get games against ACC opponents in state every season. They just run that rotation back. And because we do have sports betting, legalized mobile sports betting coming to the state on March 11th, which also means some of these others, the other schools, the group of five schools and the smaller schools, like the Campbells, like the Elons, like the Gardner-Webbs, the NC Centrals are going to get a little cut of that pie. You make sure that they're also included in that too. It's already bad enough that we have to wait, I believe it's every four years, for NC State and ECU to play each other along with North Carolina App State. I've been a big advocate for saying that there needs to be some sort of like regional opponent for each of the triangle teams. For example, NC State plays ECU. North Carolina continues their relationship with App State. Duke plays um, UNC Charlotte, uh, just throwing another team in the mix. Uh, there needs to be something that needs to happen where it makes where because of this college football players expansion and you know teams are trying to build their resume that these sort of as you mentioned, in-state games that always seem to be a big spectacle in the state of North Carolina just don't vanish in the process. You're right there with me. So I write, all right, we're vibing already. Instagram Hill, that's his voice. Paul Ihander here with you on Next Up. That is the only win I see. ACC, two teams, great, we're good. We're going to wipe our hands of it. We're still included in the big conversation. We don't have to deal with the Florida State. Do they belong in or whatnot? But there is that issue with the championship game now. To where they've announced in Charlotte, and this is for those of you who stream the station, listen to us in Charlotte, or pick us up on the podcast or whatnot. The ACC is committed to carrying out a football championship in Charlotte through 2030. I'm not sure how that is viable. I think in year one of this new setup, if it happens to go to this automatic two-bid thing for the ACC, that I don't see how that championship lasts past 2020, like year one of this thing. Hmm. There's no reason for an undefeated, let's just say state, an undefeated state team goes oh. into that championship game, goes into that championship game, Graham, and goes, yeah, I, we're already in, right? I'm like, we're, we have the best record. We don't need to win the conference championship to get in. We're undefeated going into this, or we have one loss and there's a bunch of teams with two and three losses. We're already in. 
there's no way my starting quarterback touches that field. There's no way anybody in my starting lineup touches that field. And that's what you had to deal with the bowl games this year. Why a lot of folks didn't like some of the bowl scenarios because of the opt-outs, because of the transfer portal. It only gets more mismanageable, so to speak, or cumbersome if you've got to deal with a team that wants to preserve its chances for winning the college football championship and literally has people opting out of a conference championship. It just doesn't mean more coming in 26. So basically what I'm saying, basically what I'm getting from you, Paul, is that you're saying that if you're undefeated, there's no reason to play in your conference championship game. There's no reason. I got no reason to do it. Unless you need to play in it and win to help prove your case even more to make it into this uh, expansion 12-team playoff bid. You won't have to. You won't have to prove a case for anything. You're already one of the top. You're one of the automatic bids. You're already in. At that point, you're in. You're top eight. You're top ten at that point. You got a home game coming. You have a home game. Like, I don't have to do anything else. And the the, uh, the whole point is playing the postseason because you're playing at a neutral side anyway unless they figure out the bowl situation and you're going to go and you're going to you're going to play at home in that first round or get a, not get first round buys. That's the only way the only other way this works around. There are a lot of implication to this just besides a two bid team. It trickles down all the way through all the small college football programs in North Carolina. Hopefully, they're taking that into consideration beyond just the $8 billion check that they're going to get by expanding to 14 teams. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. The Carolina Hurricanes return to action tonight as they continue their travels against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Putt dropped shortly after 7 p.m. Me and Stormwatch with Adam Gold begins at 6.30 right here on 999 The Fan. If you need a place to watch the Carolina Hurricanes game tonight, visit the Carolina Alehouse Garner location where Tim Donnelly will be as he'll be giving away a pair of tickets every eight minutes to the Hurricanes versus Florida Panthers game on March 14th. Speaking of the Hurricanes, as always, after the game tonight, be sure to tune into the Canes Corner Podcast live on the fans' YouTube page hosted by Mr. Adam Gold. The podcast will also be available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Find these stories and much more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, we play in the sandbox. Your Canes on the road is Inst Dimension in Columbus tonight. 6.30 storm watch, 7 o'clock puck drop from Columbus. Pull over to the side of the road right now, folks. Pull out your phones. I'm a big advocate of not texting and driving uh, for a couple of reasons. But for the main reason, I want you to text this keyword in to 919-860-5326. That text keyword is Canes, C-A-N-E-S. If you do that... You might win a pair of tickets to the Canes-Panthers game on March the 14th at PNC Arena. Text keyword Canes to 919-860-5326, and you'll have a shot at winning the Canes-Panthers tickets for March the 14th. We will uh, give you a call next Monday if you happen to win. Mattress Mac, you know about Mattress Mac, right? He's the old dude from Houston, Texas, who wins money from time to time on things like the Super Bowl and is a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more engaged in the sports betting world these days. He uh, he he's he's bet against the Chiefs many times, but he's also now targeting March Madness. Last year, now 
Mac thinking he probably doesn't have as much scratch as he used to. Last year, he bet $4 million on the University of Houston to win last season, the national championship. He would have won $35 million if he had won that bet. They got beat in the Sweet 16. This year, he's rolled it back a little bit. He got odds somewhere at plus 750 and placed a $1 million bet on the Houston Cougars to win. Houston is 25-3. and three. They have one more big game on their schedule in the regular season. That's Kansas on March the 9th. Mattress Mac looking to make sure that he can make some money. And he's won money before, don't get me wrong. He's won plenty of cash. And I don't know what he's trying to do, to be honest. But listen, I'm talking about him now, and he can win $7.5 million. Remember, folks, bet responsibly. I'm not sure Mattress Mac lives by that uh, that rule. Never chase your losses. It, never chase your losses. Shohei Otani update today. He's married. <laughs> he announced on social media this morning, like early this morning. He's like, quote, the season is approaching, comma, but I would like to announce to everyone that I have gotten married. That's it. He's going to do an interview tomorrow, reveal who she is, saying that he's uh, it was a picture of uh, uh, the... The, the new bride and his dog. Uh, and he quote, he wrote on the post on Instagram, quote, we hope the two of us and one animal will work together. That is love. I'm convinced that Shohei Itani's <laughs> a robot. Not for the reason he's getting married, but just thinking about all of his gifts as an athlete and how he was just able to rebound so quickly after his injury sustained last season. Uh, dude's a machine. The Pat Mahomes of healing. Yeah. Like, He's ready. I mean, he, I don't know what kind of witch doctor they have out there in Los Angeles. I mean, Paul, you might know. I mean, you're you're familiar with the West Coast. I've had the water out there. It's fine. Uh, it could be the beach life. It could be all the vitamin D from the sun. Could be uh, could be the Pink's hot dogs too, which are delicious. Could be uh, a good street taco truck, which I can recommend many if you're heading to the uh, Southland of Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Even I know some great places to go. Uh, so yeah, Shohei Otani married announced. Apparently, it led all the news in Japan. Because the announcement there came in the middle of the afternoon. So everyone went, breaking news! Shohei Otani married. Shohei Otani just popped up in like the news feed as the first two words, and everybody immediately was like, everybody, breaking news. Yep, what's happening? I watched this game this morning on replay. LeBron James helped the Lakers take out the Clippers after they were down 21. So the reports of LeBron's demise have been greatly exaggerated. 34 points last night. He was doing Jordan shrugs. Like he was like, I can't, I'm just shooting the ball. 116 uh, 112 win. So LeBron still doing his thing. So the rebranding of Clippers didn't work. It didn't. It's the last time the two are actually going to share Staples Center because next year. That's right. If they don't meet in the playoffs next year, Clippers are moving to the, uh, the Intuit Dome, which is with the giant fan wall thing and all the bathrooms so you don't have to wait in lines, which, to be honest, would be pretty awesome. If you've seen the lines at PNC Arena and the intermissions to use the restroom going as a fan, that is insane. I'm like, and people do not wash their hands, which is also, <laughs> it's just also insane to me, too. I'm like, seriously, wash your hands. Wipe your hands on your jeans or your pants or whatever it is. Storm brews on the top of the urinal, pick it up, and just go right back to your seat. I've set drinks on top of the urinal before. That's not the, I, no, I don't have a problem with that. It. It's it happens. The, the washing of the hands. Yeah, wash your hands, y'all. Seriously. Like, they let you bring in, like, little teeny hand sanitizers and stuff. At least use that. Squeeze it out. Like, just... Oh, heebie-jeebies. Also, I can't wait for the new Love Boat uh, 
the new Love Boat logo to be posted up all around that arena. I might buy a Clippers jersey just for that sole, sole so purpose. So you could have the, the Love Boat, the the blue, the royal blue, as they're calling it? Uh, three hours, again, Gilligan's Island. There you go. Paul Leihander, Instagram Hill here, next up on 99.9 The Fan. There was a moment last night that many of you listening could relate to from perhaps your, your youthful days or perhaps those days are right now for you. One of the returning uh, Tournament of Champions players last night explained to Ken Jennings how he blew all of his winnings before coming back to the show last night. Jake DiArruda, originally from Ludlow, Vermont, is a very routing assistant. What did you do with your winnings, Jake? <laughs> you, had, you had quite a streak. So I was 20. I was 23 when my games aired last year, so I did what anybody under the age of 25 would do, and I promptly spent the check on sports gambling and women and alcohol. And by that, of course, <laughs> okay. and by that, of course, I spent 20 bucks on a college football pick'em that went horribly wrong, uh, 20 bucks to take my date and I to the top of the Gillette Stadium Lighthouse, and uh, several four packs of hard cider to get through the awful Patriot season that I endured. <laughs> <laughs> you you are living right in your New England winter. You know how to do it. Jake's got that dog in him. <laughs> Jake's got that dog in I, him. If he would have dropped a donkey's reference, I think I would have lost it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Sports gambling, women, and alcohol, the three things you need in life, people, to make you happy. Had a junk parlay, took the girlfriend on a date that she probably forgot because it was truly sports-related at Gillette Stadium. Not quite where I would go, but, hey, you know, if you're – he's from Vermont – so I guess he's a he's a mass thing. I don't want to go down that road, but you know whatever works. <laughs> on a, on a much more serious note tonight, uh, there is a battle for second place in the ACC taking place at Reynolds this evening. Uh, Syracuse and NC State both twenty three and five, both at the top of the division in the or both at the top of the conference in the ACC. That is at State tonight. That game is sold out. It has been sold out forever, and a day. So NC State women jockeying for position as they roll next week. I mean, the conference tournament is next week right now trying to secure that double bye, of which Virginia Tech is the only team to do so right now. They seem to be the team that has everyone's number with uh, Liz Kitley uh, up there. who's just uh, one of the, If you talk about a, a solid passer, solid in the post, that's Kitley at Virginia Tech. So, yeah, Syracuse-NC State, that is a battle for second place. Again, trying to earn that double bye because there's a bunch of teams knotted with five losses in conference. That includes State, Notre Dame, Louisville, and the other state, Florida State. So a big matchup at Reynolds. We'll keep our eye on that one tonight, as well as that Canes game as well. 